name is Dr. Mercurio Arborea, and I am the founder of the Arborea Institute. Through our unique blend of benign pharmacology, sensory therapy, and energy sculpting, we can guide you to a new, better, happier you. You are about to embark on a great journey the new age of What is at stake is more than one small country. It is a big idea. A new world order. It's no longer a theory. What I'm about to say is fact. The secret organizations of the world power elite are no longer secret. useless eaters to the odd man out podcast where we talk about hidden history deep political policy occult deconstruction economics religion and philosophy i'm your rabbit hole aficionado the odd man welcome the affirmative task we have now is uh is to actually um uh, create uh, uh, a new world order public policy could itself become the captain of a scientific technological elite and when that first cocaine was smuggled in on a ship it may as well have been a deadly bacteria so much as it hurt the body the soul of our country but take my word for it this scourge will stop welcome oddities to another odd man out podcast thank you for joining me once again i appreciate it we're all useless eaters now So I wanted to talk to you about some current events. And number one, I want to talk about this shooting at the Joel Olstein megachurch. I've got a few thoughts about it. Uh, I think about past shootings that we've seen and how there's always or almost always been a lot of unanswered questions. I mean, think about all the things we still don't know about the Las Vegas shooting. Really weird, weird facts connected to that shooting. But I'll go back to the one we're not supposed to speak about, the Dusty Hooker shooting, which, looking back, A.J. was right, and he paid the price for it. That was one of the first dives, deep dives I ever did, and the more I looked, I could not believe it. So many strange facts. People connected to the entertainment industry, the Obama State Department, uh, you know, the two parents who were the most outspoken were the Wheelers, both of them actors. I believe Ron was the father. He had even been in an anti-gun movie. And we know that now, looking back, that that area is a big hub for the intelligence community. And think about, well, think about Skull and Bones. We've talked a lot about Skull and Bones and... I'm telling you, there's so much going on in that. And if you ever get a chance to see if you can still find it, you probably have to look on the dark web. It's called We Need to Talk About Dusty Hooker, but it's the real name. Uh, That's a good one. There's a couple of good documentaries out there. But anyway, I want to talk about this one. 
you know, we like to talk about fake news and we've been hearing about fake news since 2016 and there's plenty of fake news, but I think people go too far either way. There's people who just assume everything is fake and they don't even try to use their critical thinking skills. And then there's the people who believe everything they see as long as it fits their worldview and they don't use their critical thinking skills either. And so I think that because this shooter fit three of the things that conservatives hate, transgender, illegal, and had free Palestine on the gun barrel, allegedly. Come on. Come on. Think about it. I mean, that's insane. Okay. But, you know, it fits the narrative that they want to believe. I've got some different ideas about that. Uh, I think about how, you know, she was killed, it was killed, whatever, and so we'll never know any of the details except what they tell us, and that's what they do a lot of times is they kill these people, so you never really find out any information from them, from the horse's mouth. And uh, we look back on how many of these people have been questioned, uh, investigated even, by the feds, and we may never know if that was the case in this instance or not, but it just fits those three things. That to me is very, very suspect at this time when they've got this whole border crisis going on. And, you know, I've seen several actually conservative researchers talking about how that is being pushed in the mainstream and it's not nearly as bad as they're portraying it to be. And so, I don't know. I'm not there, but I will say that, of course, immigration is a wedge issue. The border is an, a wedge issue, and it really benefits Republicans and even Democrats before an election, but more so, I think, for Republicans. Uh, we have to think about that. It's one of those that they can use to get support and to, they need something they can promise they're going to fix, even though they won't fix it, and they never do, or rarely ever do. So uh, we have to think about that aspect of it as well. And I think possibly they may be trying to push conservatives into shooting some of these illegals. And if that happens, they're going to go straight for the AR-15 and they're going to say, well, it's happening on both sides. We've got to get rid of this gun because we know that's what they want to do. So we need to think about it. Think about if we're being played or not, if our emotions are being manipulated or not or at least consider it. They want that Second Amendment. You know, I joked around. I said, uh, hey, wait a minute. Was she trying to shoot Olstein? Because maybe we're being too quick to judge. I mean, not all heroes wear capes. And I'm joking, even though he is disgusting. I don't want anything like that to happen to him. I want him to repent. But anyway, you know, I couldn't help but think about the bigger picture here because I do feel like we're being played. Uh, I want to talk about uh, Tim Burchett. He made a tweet. Tim used to be one of my representatives locally and uh, seems like a nice guy, interesting guy. He likes Bigfoot and UFOs and those kinds of things. But he made a tweet complaining about how the spending bill was a uh, arming and funding Ukraine. Uh, 
And I had tweeted back something like, is there somebody else that's funding? Another rich country with a high GDP, a large arms exporter, very high per capita billionaires. I said a couple other things. I forget what it was. But it just goes to show, like I always, always talk about, that these conservatives like to play it halfway. They won't ever go all the way. And they should be called out at every turn. And I equate it to what I was talking about the other day is they, pretty much all the mainstreams, they complained about the mask mandates. We're really going against these mask man- mandates, these, this tyrannical behavior while at the same time they were conditioning us, normalizing the jab, even if they're telling us we'll do it, you know, whatever you want to do, but I took it, you know. And of course, some of them were outright condoning it and telling telling you to get it. And that's how they operate. They have to appear to be the resistance, okay? But they're diet resistance. They're not really out there for you. And um, it's quite obvious for those who, have a mind to see. Okay. Um, you know, like I said the other day too, talking about the pundits and stuff like that, uh, Ben Shapiro and, and Dennis Prager, you know, it's obvious that they've kind of like sucked up the conservative intellectual vacuum. There's not hardly any intellectual conservatives for the most part. Uh, National Review, you know, uh, kind of holds that as well. The scumbags like Bill Crystal and these neocons that go back to Trotskyites. And so they have to co-opt the intelligent side so they can control the narrative. And that's what the Pragers and the Dave Rubens and the, uh, you know, and the Shapiros do. And it's easy for them to sound intellectual when they're speaking to dumbed down audiences. Now, whether that is their own audience or whether that's, you know, Shapiro going out and kicking some liberal ass by debating an 18 year old, 18 year old at at college, you know, it's really, it's not that great of a thing to do. If you can't beat an 18 year old who hasn't lived and has no life experience, I don't know what to tell you. So I think we've set these people up and allowed them to control the narrative. And they are foreign agents. By f- there's, there's no question. See how they behave. They are foreign agents. Uh, you know, did you see that? Uh, I'm not sure how you say his name. Gad Saad. Uh, this guy who uh, I only know him from Twitter, but I've seen, you know, I've seen his picture around. I think he's an author or whatever. But uh, big Zionist, and they found out that he actually had worked in the Israeli intelligence. So that is not um, a surprise to me at all. I would love to know who else has been working for them. Uh, We hear that most likely Shapiro is. Tommy Robinson in the past, many of you have seen him with the Mossad t-shirt. So I think there's quite a few people, I'm sure a ton of people on Twitter are just blatant propaganda agents, foreign propaganda agents. Um, you know, we talk about, you know, the Nazis all the time. You hear that constantly you have to be reminded of World War II, right? And Hitler, you know, he that calleth on the name of Hitler, thou shalt be saved. And, you know, it's the, uh, I think it was Goebbels 
And he said, you know, tell a lie often enough and it becomes the truth. Or at least that was, I think, said to be him. I don't know if it was or not. I think there's something in Mein Kampf maybe similar to that. But, um, you know, we've heard that a thousand times. And that's exactly what the Western media is doing on this Gaza genocide. Of course, conservatives even more so. And it's, it's basically calling everyone a terrorist or Hamas, you know, so they can justify killing thousands and thousands of people and, and injuring and displacing people and just, I mean, rubbleizing the whole place. And, and it's, it's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in the last, well, probably since the war on terror, and this is part of the war on terror, but it's, it's absolutely disgusting because even the rules of war uh, you know, Israel's not following those. They can basically get away with anything. And uh, these scumbag conservatives and, and a lot of the liberals as well will justify it. It's just repulsive. And they don't have to see any of the kids dying, injured, uh, killed. You know, the, the orphans, people buried in rubble, um, you know, I've mentioned this several times recently, but the conservative media never shows any of that. And so you have to actually look for it. And it's not just conservative, it's the liberal media. And brain-dead conservatives need to start asking themselves, well, if the liberal media, for the most part, agrees with what's going on over there, and Joe Biden is going along with it and arming and and funding the Israelis, then maybe, maybe... I need to rethink this, but, you know, they won't because they don't think. They just react. Uh, you know, I, I said um, yesterday, I turned on for literally three minutes Fox News Radio in the mornings, the one with Gordon Deal, whoever that is. I turn it on, and there's a guy on there trying to make the case that Biden is anti-Israel and just making the case that, oh, it's, it's so great that Israel got those two hostages back. They didn't mention Anything about, I think, the 60-some-odd people who were killed, and we don't even know who all was injured, and it's hard to even get a, a good measure on that when Israel's controlling the information, but you just get this biased news that's just so repulsive. It's, it's just unbelievable. And they just keep repeating the lies over and over again, and these brain-dead people believe it. I think it was the AP yesterday uh, they released some information, and you can call it fake news, but I'd say look into multiple organizations and see if this corroborates. 12,300 Palestinian miners have been killed so far in Israel's war on Hamas. You tell me if it's worth it. You know, I said the other day, there's a Bible verse where Jesus says those who hurt the little ones would be better off with a millstone cast about their neck and thrown into the sea. And that is exactly what needs to happen to the people doing this and the people supporting it. And I mean the Americans as well. Um, just repulsive. And, uh, you know, I'm not holding back anymore on any of this stuff. So if you don't like the show, turn it off now and don't ever listen again. Um, I want to talk about something that a listener and friend sent me last night, and I had not heard it, and um, it surprised me. It was a leaked conversation between 
Reverend Billy Graham and Richard Nixon talking about the synagogue of Satan. What? And Billy Graham was explaining how there was this sect of chosen ones who were the synagogue of Satan that Jesus talked about and how these people are really in control and will be trying to lead the world in its destruction. And Nixon agreed with him and he said, yes, I believe you. I think you're right. And they both agreed that they can't say that in public. And that was while Nixon was president. I mean, you know, it's, it's just unbelievable. He was, he was the biggest minister of the time. And yeah, I've, you know, it's, it's rumored that Billy Graham was a, a Mason. And uh, I, I assume it's true. But he was telling the truth about that. That backs up everything that we've seen. So, uh, yeah, that was very surprising to me. And it's just such a shame that a minister like that with such a reach and an influence couldn't go out and tell that to his congregation and all the people that he spoke to because we would be in a whole different situation right now if he had have been honest. Of course, he would have probably been taken out, but wow, can you imagine? I mean... It's a crazy world, and you just never know what's going to come next, what you're going to find out next. You see, the Bible makes a distinction, Mr. President, between two groups of Jews. One is called the synagogue of Satan. There's two different kinds, and those people in the latter days is called the remnant of God's people, which will be Jewish people. And then there's the synagogue of Satan, and nearly all of your religious deceptions in the latter days what the Bible speaks latter days to be a thousand years, uh, uh, what they call the synagogue of Satan. In other words, they are energized by a supernatural power called the devil. This is what the Bible teaches, whether you believe it or don't believe it. This is the biblical teaching. This is what I believe. And I believe that you have, they have a, they have a strange brilliance about them. Oh, they have a, they have a, they're smart. And they, and they are energized, in my judgment, by a supernatural power. But well, also they do something else. They're smart. And you see, and of course Hitler didn't, they have a stranglehold on Germany. On the banking of Germany, on everything in Germany. And the media, they had the whole thing, you see. And he, but he went about wrong. But, but this stranglehold has got to be broken, or this country is going to go down the drain. Yes, sir. I can't ever say it, but I believe it. You know, it, it blows my mind as I continue to find out new things and be surprised. You'd think that at some point you wouldn't be surprised anymore, but not so for me. You know, I said the other day, I said, if your salvation revolves around erecting a building and owning dirt and sand, maybe you're not religious at all. Maybe you're obsessed with realty. I mean, it's unbelievable. These people basically worship land and themselves. And we know that the whole goal is to take a lot more land, no matter what. And it's... It's happening. It's happening. These are long-held plans that are underway right now that are being aided, and basically they wouldn't happen without U.S. support and involvement, arming, and funding. 
not on this level anyway. Um, and we talk about the Cloward Piven strategy. And many of you have heard me talk about it before, but I wanted to connect something too that you don't hear a lot about. So the Cloward Piven strategy, I don't have the information right in front of me, but just paraphrasing, it's basically the idea that you overwhelm the welfare system and destroy it so you can create a new system, a kind of a socialist system. And we're never going to have like a um, straight-up socialist system because the whole world is ruled by money. So that's just to scare the crap out of people. We're not going to have a communist or socialist system. We're going to have a mixed system. It's, you know, we've talked about it before, public-private partnership, corporatism, fascism with elements of socialism and communism. We're never going to have a pure fascist, pure socialist, pure capitalist, any of that. We're not going to have it. I mean, we don't have it now. We haven't had it. I don't think we've ever had a pure system, but maybe early, early on in the country. But anyway, um, you know, it's, it's crazy because we have to really be honest about things. And if we can't, then... I don't know. It's we're never going to get anywhere as individuals. We're never going to make our lives better. And uh, it's up to us. It is up to us to do it. So I think we've got to be vigilant from now on and uh, think about everything that happens. The the Clower Piven strategy is also connected to the warfare state. You know, they only talk about the welfare state. But the warfare state, which is, you know, it goes hand in hand with creating debt, uh, chaos. It makes our sovereignty less strong. It destroys the sovereignty of others. It causes mass displacement. I mean, we've talked about many times how the debt, the founders warned that debt is the most dangerous thing and the biggest threat to tyranny at home. And we're going the way of Rome. We're spreading ourselves too thin. We're going too far deep in debt. Uh, I think that they passed the bill today to, that funds Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan, among, amongst other things, 90-some-odd billion. And people are hurting in America, and prices are skyrocketing on food and different things like that. And that's what they do with it. These people are foreign agents. They don't represent you. But anyway, back to the Cloward Piven strategy. I think we need to think about that. And the next time you see someone or hear someone talk about that, you need to bring up that the warfare state is just as big a part as the welfare state because it's created mass debt, chaos, and all these other things. And it's directly leading to the downfall of America. And you see who has blindly supported the warfare state Regardless, and unfortunately, that is the more right-leaning, right-leaning side. And that's not to say that the Democrats are not heartless, heartless, bloodthirsty bastards. And we can see that from Obama's foreign policy, and we can see that from what Biden is doing. And we know Biden's not in charge. He's he's not mentally capable of being in charge, but it doesn't matter because the president is not the be-all, end-all. There's many other power players that rule behind the scenes, and we know this. 
you know, I, I read uh, just the other day a Jacques Ellul quote on, he was talking about the powers behind the president and the government, the hidden powers, the secret powers. And I'm, I think he wrote that back in the 60s. So it's been known for a long time that the president isn't this be-all, end-all, but he allows for people to direct their energy whether it be negative or positive towards him instead of who it needs to really go to. And lastly, you know, I just say that um, the Super Bowl was the other day and I didn't watch it. I don't watch sports ball. It bores me to death, but I watched the buildup maybe an hour, hour and a half before it because I was at a sports bar with my family and we were eating and they had like a billion TVs on in there. And it was just so the most commercialized, consumerism, propagandized um, buildup to any event I've ever seen. And then I, of course, I got to watch the very first of it where they, you know, they have the military and they do the anthem and the singing and the flag waving and all that stuff, which is just, it makes a lot of people feel great. I was looking around at the people in the bar and they were just eating it up because they don't ever think about propaganda and what's happening to them. You know, the average people have no idea that they're being manipulated through media 24 seven, but they need to be, you know, they need to keep people loyal to the military industrial complex. It's not about being loyal to the troops. Uh, If it was, they wouldn't put our troops in those situations and they would give our troops much better benefits and, you know, our troops wouldn't have to actually beg for the things that they need. You know, we've talked about how in the the past, in the war on terror, families and people would have to take up money to get them certain equipment and boots and things that they actually needed. And look at all that money wasted in the war on terror and, and all the money going to these foreign countries. And it's going to their dictators for the most part. We know that as well. And, uh, you know, it's really, uh, it's a sad situation when America is turned into, but I'm not going to sugarcoat it because that doesn't do any good because that's one of the things that's been wrong with America, especially on the conservative side. They want to act like America can do no wrong. And if we had backed up the constitution and been what Americans were supposed to be, yeah, we would be exceptional, but we haven't done that. We have dropped the ball and we have supported these tyrants who have continued to drop the ball and it's still happening. It's still happening because people aren't willing to face the truth. America is in a downward spiral and no, it may not change the name, but it's certainly changed on the inside and it's because these tyrants that we support and believe that are our representatives have changed it from within. So we greatly have ourselves to blame. And you, you try to bring up, well, I'm not voting. I'm not supporting one of these tyrants. These old people will chastise you like you wouldn't believe, make fun of you. And they have ruined the country. Let's be honest. They have destroyed the country Because not only did they support all these horrible people and policies time and time and time again, they're still supporting them. They're not even willing to admit that they were wrong. So, you know, we're surrounded by stubborn people, 
who are not smart enough to do research, who just want to be told what to believe because it backs up their worldview, which is fake and gay, because they don't stand by it. They don't stand for anything. People are full of it. And it doesn't take more than a five-minute conversation to realize that. And, you know, for a long time, I was really against really coming down on the people. I felt bad for them. You know, I, I felt sorry that they'd been propagandized and fooled. But at this point, they're never going to wake up. So I'm, I don't feel sorry for them anymore. There's no reason why they shouldn't start doing their own research. There's no reason why they have to put all their faith in a Trump or DeSantis or whoever is going to let them down, who's already sold out to Chabad and to Israel and to foreign entities. So, yeah, I mean, that's really all I got to say today. It's a lot of negative stuff, I know. But again, think about the whole shooter situation there at the Joel Olstein Church. And think about whether or not they could be playing us for the fools that we are, but we don't have to be. Okay? Uh, love you guys regardless, even if you hate me. A lot of people hate the truth, and they don't want to hear it. And anyway, cheers and blessings, and remember, their order is not our order. See you guys. The fact is that American Jews support Israel, uh, and I understood that. And the fact is that every Jewish prime minister that I have known uh, has enlisted American Jews to bring as much pressure as possible in the political process on American presidents. That's understandable. I don't object to it. Now, a president must not go along with it on occasion uh, because some... Let, let, me, let me explain something about what is called the Jewish lobby in this country. Now, as good Americans as they are, uh, they believe that America's survival and security is directly related to Israel's. In other words, their belief is that being for Israel first uh, means that that does not mean you're putting America second because they think it goes together. An American president, however, has to approach it in a different way, in my opinion. He's got always to think first of what is best for America. But on occasions, for example, an American president must make a decision that does not, in effect, give the Israelis a blank check. And one example of that is a decision that I made. Uh, I decided early on in our administration that we were going to seek good relations with Egypt and other others of Israel's uh, neighbors. Uh, many of my Israeli friends uh, didn't like that uh, because they wanted a special relationship with Israel. Forget the politicians. The politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. They own everything. They own all the important land. They own and control the corporations. They've long since bought and paid for the Senate, the Congress, the state houses, the city halls. They got the judges in their back pockets. And they own all the big media companies, so they control just about all of the news and information you get to hear. They got you by the balls. They, they spend billions of dollars every year lobbying, lobbying to get what they want. 
Well, we know what they want. They want more for themselves and less for everybody else. But I'll tell you what they don't want. They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. They don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. They're not interested in that. That doesn't help them. That's against their interest.